Kids. Welcome once again into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasolo. Sitting next to me on a plastic outdoor chair, the other half of the show, Carl Chan. G'day, dickhead. We're uh, back. We're back in... Uh, we're back in uh, Casa del Chan, man. Yep. One it? half of Podcast City, the split up Podcast City. Yep. Uh, there's a note for me on the whiteboard that says, fuck you, Tommy, from Carl's girlfriend. Yep. Now... That's how she signs off. I'm... <laughs> She's not not even aware of her own name. Um, that, that's her email address. Oh, Carl's Carl girlfriend. Tan, Carl's girlfriend at hotmail.com. Yeah, not no Yahoo. She's oh yeah. Stuck, she's like me. I made her. It's like you know, getting someone to change their name when they marry you. It's like oh, you you can't have Gmail or Hotmail. You must take Yahoo on, like me. Yeah, I'm not a big uh, sports fan, but I imagine it must be sort of similar to like barracking for different teams. Yeah. It's just a lot easier in the yeah. house if you can both be on Gmail. Yeah, because then you can use the Gmail chat. There's a lot of passion. Uh, it's email. interesting to see a note from her on uh, on that whiteboard because we're doing this at just after 6pm in the evening in your house and I understand we're a big chance of her <laughs> coming in midway through sitcom style. I'm, yeah. I'm primed. I'm, I've got the seat facing the door. Yeah. So I'm primed to get a bit of this action. Yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting to see if she remembers writing that, to be honest, because she's, uh, she's clearly not all there if she responds in the way I don't want her to. See, I, I don't know what her handwriting looks like, but I do <laughs> know I know what yours looks like I'm very familiar yeah I've had many uh, uh, notebooks that I've left lying around at gigs defaced <laughs> have I uh, yeah reminders to myself that I'm gay um, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. that's horrible I can't believe my, I cannot believe da- Diane would write that in your in your some notebook of my uh, not frequently expressed political beliefs just written down <laughs> to remind me what I really think of <laughs> certain minorities oh, that's out there oh that reminds me I was just telling very quickly I was just telling the story last night. And I don't think we've talked about this. That anytime anyone asks me for a phone number in comedy, I always they, they'll say, "Oh, have you got Jamal's phone number?" And I'll give them the same number of this open micer guy yep. that's terrible. Yep. And so he, for the last couple of years, have just constantly got phone calls all the time for people ringing up, going, "Oh, oh is this Ross Noble?" No, not at all. It's just, but just <laughs> heaps of people, heaps, heaps of people in comedy that he's been asked for. He must be like, is my number very close to 1-800-COMEDY or something? Yeah, yeah, you've done that on me a number of times. <laughs> right. I've, I've spoken to him many, many times. <laughs> Have you? And then now I just don't, I just don't ask you. Even if, you're, <laughs> even if it's like someone I've met, even if the two options of getting the number are you yeah. and someone I've met once, yeah. I'll go to the person I've met once and go, hey, you probably don't remember me. Can I have this person's number? Oh, that's great. Because I know there's just no way I'm going to get, I'll get great. bloody one 800 Fucking one three double one double six or something. Yeah, yeah. There's no chance it's going to be no, real. But it's only the one guy that gets the number. That, it's his mm. number the whole time, which is good because you know what? I, st- I have people that still hit me up for phone numbers for people that I've done this to many times. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. What are you thinking? But this guy too, if it's the same guy that you gave to me, it is. He is now no longer even doing comedy. No. <laughs> so he must be now. If this is still going on, I didn't realize you were still doing this. He must yeah. be like, I'm amazed that he hasn't started doing gigs again because yeah. like people are always calling me up. I've yeah. got a lot of heat around me at the yeah. moment. I need to get out there. Yeah. I need to get back on the scene. Yeah. Uh, let's crack into our guests for today. First of all, you know him from Problems on the ABC or Promises, as it's sometimes <laughs> more commonly known. Please welcome back into the Little Dum Dum Club, David Quirk. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Dave thank Quirk. you, brothers. How are you? Um, now, Dave, I need to I need to write a horrendous wrong publicly. Uh, I we were both in Sydney at the same time. That's true. I got a lift from the airport. We went from the airport. Literally, the first time that we'd stopped was in traffic in King Street in Newtown. I stopped parallel to you 
in a food store mm. and I thought at first I thought that guy that kind of looks like David Quirk and then you turned around and, you and it was you quickly blogged about it didn't mm. you I tweeted saying <laughs> just saw David Quirk eating a sausage roll first person I saw in Sydney was David Quirk eating a sausage roll and then just who came to my away. aid who came to my aid Sam on, Simmons online yeah called me to uh, call me a liar because you're a vegetarian you don't eat meat that's and right I, I got in a bit of trouble for um, you know, for putting falsities out there on the internet. And uh, I, I just want to take this opportunity publicly to say that I'm very sorry. That I, Thank you. That I sold you out. You were trying to eat that sausage Absolutely roll. Absolutely not necessary. There was no sausage rolls. And what were you eating? It's ironic, though, in a way, because you were side on. But if you that the only reason why I know that particular vegetarian restaurant mm-hmm. is because it's got the biggest vegetarian food sign out right. the front. Literally a huge sign that attracts tourist vegetarians like me. So... You, well, I didn't notice that I was so just amazed by the randomness of, you know, you being the first person that I happened to encounter. But anyway, I'm just... So you tried to slander me just straight away. Just, yeah. this quirk, I'm going to ruin No, I didn't know. I didn't, uh, this vegan thing was kind of new to me. I didn't, I didn't know that. <laughs> there he is. Let's just ruin he, him. He couldn't see the lack of meat from that far away, <laughs> to be fair. The thing is, I wouldn't have cared. But I just find it, I find it more funny that Sam Simmons just came to my came aid. Came to your like, aid, yeah. He, we, yeah, he loves me. I got a very abusive. Can I we could, talk about this man to my left? Sure. Also returning uh, so to I the can program talk to him? after a, uh, quite uh, not, not a, a massive absence, but it's been a, a fair while. it's been a little while. Yeah. Uh, you'll know him from his new series on ABC Two, Dirty Laundry Live. Please welcome back into the Little Dum Dum Club, Lawrence Mooney. Yeah. yeah. It is uh, very nice to be back after a bit of an absence. The last time I was with you was you just returned from England, so mm-hmm. it was last year. This is my first Dum Dum this year. Yes. Ah. Um, probably July or August. With Kate McLennan. Yes. Yeah, right. I've just discovered something I didn't know about you, David Quirk, that you're a vegetarian. I thought your sunken eyes were <laughs> just low as a result nights. of your beautiful high cheekbones, but now I just oh, realise yeah. it's that you're starving to death. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all jokes aside, that's it, I think. If you look at photos when, of me, when I look at you now, I think. You're fucking malnourished. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was just an attractive, kind of like rough hewn, chiseled look, but you're That's all politics. You're dying. It's yeah. political. You're dying on behalf of animals I, everywhere. I, I just thought you had AIDS. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I'm relieved to I be bat- honest. <laughs> I battled I the AIDS. worst vegetarian or AIDS. I didn't really. know you got AIDS from vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one Sam, that was, that Sam, was unhappy with sprouts. Come and get me out of this situation. <laughs> Are you here? Are you listening? Uh, have you? Have you? How long have you been uh, vegan for? Weird. This is coming up actually because I a week now. Right. But you've been vegan oh. for a week. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even joking. I have had. You know how I keep writing on. If you follow, really? if you follow Tommy Dasolo or Carl or me on something as pathetic as Instagram. You'll notice that people like Nick Cody post pictures of meat all the time and idiot. Uh, and anyone that po- posts food is an idiot, in my opinion. But if you post meat, posts food on know, Instagram, so, they're idiots. So but if you've really got your work cut out for you, if you're going to start policing that, no, no, I'm just so saying. If, you seen, if you now see someone drinking a milkshake on Instagram, you're going to get stuck into them as well. Mm. Is that and it? on the street, I whack it so, out of their so, hand. Okay, <laughs> I, I had a friend who was vegan for seven or eight years, long time. No leather. Got all leather. Oh, he, he, had, he, had the vinyl, he had the vinyl shoes. He's re- he. he He's dead now, wool. isn't he? No, he's he fine. wouldn't do wool. He wouldn't do honey. Oh, yeah. I knew of it. Yeah, so you're, you, there's a question but at the end is, of this, so isn't so there? Yeah, vegan, are you, you just... taking it to the... Mm, I'm vegan plus a killer leather jacket that I own. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, you love leather jackets. So I'm a hypocrite. Because it's already... I mean, the leather's already dead, so you may as well leather up. 
Well, yeah, this is. I reckon this is going to bore you, but there's going to be a whole bit about it in my next show. I'm, I'm very passionate about this. That's why I've officially gone vegan again. What about, I'm, you, what I'm, about those I, sweet snakeskin boots you're wearing? Yeah, yeah they, they look like an endangered species if ever I've what seen them. What about the cow that you rode here on? <laughs> Stabbing and then it all the way. Ace in the front yard. Yeah. Yeah. Hasn't That's he a got pet? a right to express himself freely? <laughs> Do you know, I knew this lady. I did a play years ago. With this you woman. knew a lady oh. from a play. Then I oh. ate her. <laughs> Uh, you're vegan, you do the play. God, what sort of asshole are you? Does, does cunnilingus like count as eating meat? Oh. <laughs> Especially if it's a cow. That is the worst joke, Claus. It's terrible. It's something my boss, Anthony well, Mastone, would make. It's mention. licking meat, isn't it? You eat. Oh, 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 ladies oh. eat meat. Feminists are going to get angry, aren't they? There's no such oh, thing. We're meat. Meat. We're we're just meat to you, are we, we Moody? Feminist fan base on this show that <laughs> 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 I can hear them switching. Most off. people that listen to this haven't even met a woman, so I think, I think we're, <laughs> I think we're fine. <laughs> David, now, if I'm, they were asked to point to a woman in a lineup of a boot, an oil can, and a clothes horse, they'd go. Yeah. Oh, I'm not they're, yeah, sure. They're, they're vegan, but for women. Yeah, it's the same thing. I like that in that lineup. It's a trick lineup because there's not actually even a real woman in there. It's just all inanimate objects. Oh, the boot. No, the, there's a woman. And there's Mrs. Doubtfire at the end. Is that one? <laughs> David, how long have you been vegetarian for? Mm, 12 years 12 maybe. years Okay I thought it was So a in the last week You've reason. just cut out Milk and cheese and Yeah like chocolate And Milo right. Is what had me down oh, Chocolate so, and Milo So you're not a vegan You have just haven't had a Milo You're for off the shugsy really Don't dress it up as veganism You're off the shugsy you You're too bucket. poor To afford a block of Cadbury dairy yeah, milk Yeah you have to go on the Do you know how hard it is to, to answer a question in between? Like, like, is it a comedy show where we actually just have a quick chat about something? No, no, no. no. So it's like, of fuck, I may as well not talk about it. If you actually answer. care about my views on veganism, um, write to me at davidthomasquirk at gmail.com. But um, otherwise, let's just laugh it all up. I'm happy to do that. Yeah. I will not bother to try and no, explain anything. Got, yeah. Yeah, don't don't no, write the letter with chocolate you've, milk. You've, you made some, you've made some lifestyle choices. Yeah. And the fact is that n- none of us have. And so we find lifestyle choices <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. yeah. You're different to us. Like, you... We're not allowed to laugh at a lot of people that are different to us anymore. So. <laughs> not like I'm the good like old the days. Sort of, so all, of our, all of our repressed racism and sexism is just mm. pouring it's out, out in <laughs> hatred of your veganism. He's a bit different. What <laughs> did you get? No, I understand. That makes absolute he sense. He talks different. And then one day we won't be able to make fun of vegans anymore yeah. either. And then we'll be looking back this on this as the good old days. This will be a black day in history in a long... A long time from now. This will be, this like, will be oh, like that. Uh, remember when we hung shit on people that, that couldn't eat cream? Oh, it's oh. September 11th and this. Yeah. Yeah. What's that apparently racist uh, Disney film that they made that sort of has never really seen the light of day? This episode will have to be like that. Oh, really? We'll have we, to delete it out of the public record. Yeah. Oh, Song of the South or something, I think it is. Once this gets up on the internet, there's going to be. Articles all over Mamma Mia about this. <laughs> oh, did you hear the so little dum dum club? You pronounced it wrong. It's Mamma Mia. Yeah, that that exactly. Italian website, yeah. Because yeah. oh, you dot, can't make dot. a good bolognese without beef. They're, oh, right. they're anti Dave yeah. Quirks. So it's believe. actually a little bit racist, that website, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Mamma Mia. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but hey, Lawrence Mooney, just, we'll, we'll just go off from David Quirk just for a second. But we congratulations really... on, on, on your new show. On, on Thank ABC you very much. Two, on Dirty Laundry. It just started last week, so you're coming up for your second one this week and it's all live. Episode two uh, on Thursday, every Thursday, 9.30 on ABC2. And I've got to say, I've done a lot of live, like you guys have done a lot of live, but this is this a is new level, level yeah. of 
anxiety and freak out. Now, I, I was out gigging on the night, but someone said that you, you had a quota of like 30 uses of the word fuck and you tried to use them in the first five minutes. Is that is that how the show works? <laughs> There's no quota. We can You're say right. fuck as much as we like, but um, we told Sophie Monk that you can say fuck and she was really excited. And so we thought maybe she's going to, you know, throw a swear word into a sentence, but she just got on and I welcomed her to the show and she went, fuck. <laughs> Was that her first word? That was her, yeah. She goes, she goes, I really want to do this. And just said, fuck. <laughs> and I went, thanks, Soph. That's great. Um, you can use it in any context at all. <laughs> she was free to do that, t- to be fair, wasn't she? Um, yeah, she was free to do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but yeah, there was a, a high degree of nerves on that first episode. I think we got through it okay and there was plenty of laughs. But How does Sophie look up close? Because I saw her the other day and she's, she's had some work done. That's a fair sentence to oh, say. Well, actually, Carl... We asked. <laughs> let, yeah, let me correct you there. Right, right. We asked Sophie Monk if we could discuss um, cosmetic surgery on yep. the show because we'd actually planned a game called "How much did Sophie's face cost?" Oh, really? <laughs> and I said, "Can we talk about uh, cosmetic?" So surgery? That, that sort of that sort of subject's going to come up within that game. I would have thought. Yeah. yeah, and she said, "Oh, yeah, we can talk about it, but not in regards to me because I've never had cosmetic surgery." Oh, wow. So you're wrong, Carl. Yeah, sorry. So I take play it about any other Sophie that might have had it, basically. <laughs> yeah. um, Sophie Formica. Sophie Formica. <laughs> Which I think Formica is a form of plastic, no. ironically yeah. enough. Yeah. yeah. And Sophie Formica was our first female game show host. And what did she host? A game called Were Wetting. No. <laughs> We're wet. We're wet. Yeah, that's it. Correct. We're wet. Yeah. We're wet. Yeah. Remember that game? I can't remember what up? the name of Sophie Von Mike is. She. Yeah. She was on like a weekday afternoon thing, show. Wasn't it was a kids show. Mm. Yeah. 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 She was very attractive. There's Sophie Faulkner. She was on a game show too. Also very very. She, attractive. Was she turning the board on? She was Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So was she after? She was Adriana. She was after Adriana. She right. was. Uh, God. God. Rest Adriana's soul, yeah, Adriana's right. entity. She's she dead now. <laughs> Bye, so, mate. <laughs> don't laugh. Oh, I, 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 I you know to know. Oh, don't laugh at me saying bye, mate. After okay. someone died. <laughs> Sorry, our mistake. <laughs> Seriously, I, Adriana um, is very strong in my memory because after she died, her uh, like a cousin of hers who was another um, Zenity's, made a statement to the press about Adriana's death and this was a salutary reminder for all people in showbiz. He said, Adriana um, passed away with very few assets. She had a humble flat in Sydney and some very meagre savings, very... Typical of most people in her industry. Mm. Oh, I remember that. That's the way it ends for us. <laughs> we could all sit in this little humble flat now, laughing it up, but we're going to die shivering and alone, yeah. eating cat food. No money. Can't wait. Yeah. Cats eating it. Can't wait. Sounds yeah. pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> making an iPod in urine sodden pants. Just making an iPod, making a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on the way out there. You're making an iPod. Do you call this an iPod? Well, <laughs> uh, I want to ask you about uh, Moon Dirty Runners. Laundry Live. Yes. I Dirty was going to say too. We, I feel like we've kind of jumped the gun with having Moon on. We could have, we should have made him, had him on like two weeks from now. 
because we then could have celebrated officially Dirty Laundry Live being on the air longer than the White Room. Oh well, that would have know, been that would have been a, a landmark that, episode. Let's, let's there's a feel. There's a feeling that it may go more than two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> there's a talk, real. There's a vibe around the club. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Talk around the office. <laughs> I would say it's uh, it's a little bit difficult talking about Dirty Laundry Live. Um, not with you two, because Tommy's the only one that's rung me up and asked me for a job. Oh, yeah. no. no How'd you get that? That's unfair. Uh. That's unfair. That's unfair. Zoe on the telly. No. How'd you get that? No. No. I did not ring up. Tommy. I emailed you. Okay? That's very we'll, we'll edit this bit out. Yeah, please. Please, I'll give you the disc if you could edit this out. We'll edit this right. out. No one needs to know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. You rat. You absolutely... You fucking rat. I'm never going to go for a job ever again in case that happens there. Yeah. That felt so horrible. Yeah. Don't be ruled by your fears. That's what the books tell you to do. <laughs> no, oh, you're more than welcome to ask and your name was bandied around and you've got a good rep. That's good to know. You've got a good rep out there. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, he did. He did. You have. Um, but, Moon Man, what I like, you know, it's, it's great to talk about success, but... What about the other? Because because this is sort of you. So wait, we back this up a second. To, did I or did it's I great have to talk a job about success? But let's talk about your failures. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> no, but this is your first. Is it, this is the first show you've hosted Ever by hosted. yourself? Yeah, yes, yeah, for sure. So what? And you know, people go around. They go. They do pilots over the years and auditions and whatever. So and you're a career comedian. So I just you must have been in the mix for a lot of stuff until now because everyone's always said like at the moment they've said you know it's long overdue. So you must have been close. Over the years, to getting like many, many things, surely. Uh, I've I've been in that mix of like you know the ensemble to be panelist for a long time. Right. So I've got, and then I suppose the last few years I broke into that world and started getting a bit of Einstein factor, spicks and specks, and you know the the long forgotten white room, yeah, and a few of those things. And then I I think I moved into the hey, what about Mooney as host? Did you? Ever- and I auditioned for. The, for Can of Worms. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the second incarnation, which Chrissy Swan got. Yeah. And, uh, we, and she's doing a great job. And I think she's made it a, a much better show. Sorry, Dicko. But <laughs> Chrissy's better. Um, and so, yeah, the, you know, all of a sudden it starts to come around and you're suggested more and then you're at the forefront of people's minds. But the way the ABC2 thing happened for me was a couple of years ago I did um, The Match Committee, yep. which is a wet series of webisodes, yep. uh, which is still out there on the internet. <laughs> the internet. Never Have you heard of it, Google? Does it? It's um, out there on an iPod somewhere. I yeah, think. so yeah. it's floating on an iPod in space. <laughs> and from um, the match committee, we started appearing on the Mangrook Footy Show because uh, our make-believe team on the match committee recruited Michael Long. Yep. And so we came greatest on and player. greatest and player and uh champion of indigenous rights. And so we came onto the the radar there and so the Paralympics was going to be covered by ABC2 and some of the executive producers said, "Hey, why don't you do the character that you're doing with Sam Pang and do some interstitials for the Paralympics?" Then we ended up hosting the Paralympics and then ABC2 went, "Let's get this guy's own show." Wow, that's the, longest, that's, that's the longest answer to how did you get that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was... And, I think and, that's, that's and the root of how did you get that is you've got to do your own work yeah. and people will notice you. You can't wait around or, you know, just expect that they're going to see you or you've got to do your own work and eventually 
that will create a reputation for you. You can't just send a, a begging email to no. someone that's got their yeah, own you show. Can't, you just can't no. beg. Yeah. If you want to be made fun of about it on a podcast, you can absolutely do that. And He's certainly <laughs> taken the edge off the veganism there. That's for sure. <laughs> I think we're just going around the table. Yeah. Next up, yeah. it's Carl, and then it comes back to yeah. me, and then the show's Carl, over. squeaky clean Chandler over there. Oh, yeah, when my girlfriend gets home, I think it'll yeah. be my turn. Don't worry. Mm. Carl's I think girlfriend, as she's known. When yeah. you, you, your girlfriend gets home, you think it'll be your turn. So we're going to get Di involved and she can just absolutely oh. I'll volunteer. I'll give up my mic and just go and have a nap oh. for the uh, remainder of the program. At, to be honest, if she got amplified, it would be all over for me, I think. If she started telling tales about me, it, would be, right. yeah. it, it wouldn't be good. That's good to know. Yeah. That's, That's good why, to know. Because I often I've thought, you know what would make a good angle on the podcast? Maybe in the live one, maybe we get her along and she mm. can talk and people will be like, oh, that's the one that there's always been talked about. I'm like, in reality, that it would not turn out well for me. Yeah, I, well, well I need to, it's good to know that she's the keeper of so many secrets. <laughs> maybe I just I need to. Even secrets. I think she would just say day-to-day things and it would be not good. What, like embarrassing? <laughs> yeah. What are you worried about? Yeah, just, what are you worried about? You, what, what, what? What is your worst domestic crime, do you reckon? Oh, Apart I from know. being... Uh, I, I think you're pretty horrible at sex. No. <laughs> oh, I don't think that's... I don't think that's right. I actually don't think that's right. Okay. Yeah. Too far, you think, for sorry. Lawrence? Uh, I'm sorry, Carl. Is there cold power in the, I'd in like the main room? What's cold happening power there? in the main room? Yeah, what? this is like the lounge room, isn't the it? The living area. Where, where cold... else is it going to be? No, I'd say the laundry normally. Does, do you think that this place is big enough for a laundry? Anyway, moving on. I just wonder if that was you to blame there. Lawrence, so I want to know what you the... base that assumption of Carl's sex life on. Is that yeah. based on anything or is that yeah, just a... It's always got stubble and it'd be quite scratchy. <laughs> So mm-hmm. I don't think there'd be a lot of intimacy or kissing. It'd just be Carl just humping like an animal. Oh, oh okay. You're, you're oh, so... well, I, I do do that. That's fine. I thought I thought there was a I thought there was something else. But, but I was no, going to no, say, that's, Mooney, that's you're it. you're quite frequently stubbly. So is that just based on your own personal? Yeah, experience? it's just me projecting <laughs> massively. <laughs> so it's just me treating. It's just me treating. I'm just, tre- just, I'm just projecting my sexual incompetence onto yeah. somebody else. <laughs> it's, it's, that's where all abuse comes from. <laughs> it's me treating. Ta- you know, the old takes one to know one. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. me treating a person like I'm a dog with a cushion, just grabbing it and just doing. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> with a cushion. Yeah. I'm not thinking of a person anymore. And it's that, just a that cushion. Weird muscular tension from behind. <laughs> I've always wondered why there's a big painting of a dog humping a cushion above your bed, and now it sort of makes sense. Yeah. That's why it's on, loop on, on TV at it's the moment. Yeah. <laughs> So to set the mood, rather than watching some you know classy erotica, you go, "Die, do you want to watch a dog humping a cushion?" Let's go down the park. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you want to watch a deep, deep cushion again? <laughs> Dirty cum gargling cushion. I'd pay anything for her to walk in the room right now while this is going on. This would be so good. I can hear people because I did tell her that this was happening tonight, and it would be the last thing she would remember uh, happening. So yeah, it's a massive schoolgirl cushion. Oh. <coughs> hey, you know what? Um, something else I read about you recently. Um, really? Uh, with a, a bit of PR about the new <coughs> show, and I didn't know this. Your job before you did comedy mm. was. Oh, yes. I was a customs officer for six years. Yeah. That blew me away. Yeah. I, I don't see that in you, and I've never heard you say anything like that. Have you got anything to declare? <laughs> did you pack these bags yourself? Are these all of your bags? Did you fill out this statement? Did you, you think- did you fill it out yourself? Is this your signature? Do you understand that this is a legal document? All right, stand back from the bags, please. I said, stand back! <laughs> 
<laughs> well, see, so you would have, your work in that realm would have predated the, my favourite TV show, Border Security. Bureau, Border Security. We, so, would you, do you reckon you, if things had gone differently or that had come a little earlier, you could oh. be bloody hosting that well, bad yeah, boy? Yeah, were you in the mix to host that with that experience? Imagine that. No, nobody knows about it. I don't do anything about it because nothing really funny. Um, oh come on! From that time evolved. It was all fun because in, in context. It was my first job out of school, so from 18 to 24, I was a customs officer. Now, my idea of 18 to 24 is regardless of what you're doing, it's just hilarious and fun because it's 18 to 24. Mm, So you have a great time. And those years, whether you're at uni or working as a mechanic or whatever, so in a way it's just those formative early adult years. And it's nothing... I have no kind of story from it, really. Yeah, fair Lots enough. of funny things happen. I felt that way. Like we'd find, you know, if we were doing unaccompanied baggage and you'd find some sex toys, of course, you'd, I don't know. Hang on to those. You'd play with them and, you know, <laughs> if there was a mate in, you know, you'd put it in someone's lunch or stick it in the <laughs> fridge or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You'd, uh, if there was weird costume items, you'd dress up in them. You'd, there was a lot of mucking around and taking So no the good stories like you didn't have a good customs position and then a lower customs officer emailed you asking you if you could maybe bump him up the ladder a little bit. <laughs> yeah. give, him give him a, a play give him of a the leg sex up. toys or yeah. something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Put a sex toy in his sandwich. It wasn't all sex toys. Uh, <laughs> I, and I was, for two years of that six years, I was a drug detector dog handler. So oh. I was a I was a sniffer dog handler. Yeah, right. Oh, right. So I went to Canberra and got teamed with a dog and um, did the course up there. So it was yeah, it was a lot of fun. You're you're one of the few people that you know you're sort of glad to see in an airport because when the dog comes through the line, it's like oh awesome, I get to touch the dog now. Yeah, it was fun. I had a. Big... Aren't you not allowed to touch them though? No, the you're dog, not really allowed dogs. to touch them. Yeah, we're, you're we're... not meant to touch them. Yeah, you're not meant yeah, to touch Carl. them. Yeah, you're not meant to touch it. Can't Stand back, just... please. Sir. Don't touch the dog. <laughs> Get that to, cushion away from it. Always wanting to touch the dogs, aren't you? But I we, do. But we like you. We we just go, no, you can't touch the dog. And then afterwards, you're a dog enthusiast. You go, can I pat the dog? And you go, all right, but I can't normally be seen to letting members of the public. Yeah. But if the smart ass stands back and goes, oh, this is bullshit. Mm. And you go, all right. Fuck with over there in the check shirt. Yeah. And he and he goes and answers to everyone, they're addicted to drugs, you know. <laughs> you go, yeah, well, you'll be meeting your family an hour after you thought you were going to meet them because I'm going to upturn your suitcase on the floor. And um, so we do that too. We were vengeful. If people – a word of advice from a former law enforcement officer, <laughs> never be a smart-ass to a law enforcement officer. Yeah. Because they're vengeful and they can be. Yeah. They've got the power. So we would have fun with somebody. And, of course, they're not addicted to drugs because the analogy I would draw is would you uh, feed explosives to a dog that looks for explosives? <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Was you just teach the them the smell. You do or not? <laughs> it's an interesting analogy. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, if, you, if you've got a, a person dog that searches for people, you wouldn't feed them a baby. <laughs> <laughs> no. Unless that was your thing and you're like... We learned the hard way there, didn't we? Yeah, we those, did learn the hard way. Those those are long bows for analogies, I have to say. I don't <laughs> know. No, but I love essentially, them you know, they're not really. Why would you get a dog addicted to drugs? If you're going to make it look for heroin, you don't make it a junkie because it's not going to look for <laughs> heroin. It's just no, going to like, it will want heroin. It'll want heroin. It'll go it'll, around the airport finding someone who's got 50 bucks, first of all. It'll go around yeah. to comedy clubs asking people for cash. <laughs> <laughs> 
Who are we talking about? Um, <laughs> my former drug dog. What so, about uh, cavity? Any any cavity search stuff? Do you have yeah. to get people nude and do a bit of probing? Well, cavity searches or x-rays always happen under medical supervision. So oh. there's no fingering. And mm. so most people go, first of all, did you find any drugs? Did you steal drugs? You know, every... Every profession has its two questions. Mm-hmm. Like if you were at a party and you'd had a couple of wines, Tommy, and you met a train driver, you would ask him... Uh, What's the longest trip you've ever been on? Have you ever run anyone over? Oh, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, Probably. Yeah. Yep. Cop, sure. have you ever shot anyone? Yeah, yeah. Customs officer, have you ever found any drugs? Have you ever fingered anyone? <laughs> and so yeah. it's like, yeah, that's why I got into it. That's my question it was, for most jobs, though, to be fair. It was just, it was just <laughs> fingering on coke. <laughs> Train driver, yeah. have you ever fingered yeah. anyone yeah. Prostitute. in the train <laughs> or at home? Or just anywhere. I mean, as a tr- social worker. Was, let, oh, me re- let me re- rephrase my question. When was the last time you fingered someone? And then now, please tell me about it in graphic detail. The question holds up in any profession, really. <laughs> well, if you ask a proctologist, the answer is probably yes. Yeah, you're doing yeah. it now. I'm a gynecologist. Have you, have you ever fingered anyone? We don't call it fingering. Yeah. We call it digital examination. <laughs> I call it fingering. <laughs> Get me a beer. <laughs> um, I want to talk about comedy clubs. I uh, uh, here's an excuse to just look. I, I just yelled out. I call it fingering. Yeah. Your neighbours are thinking, "Wow, oh, this house really cross." There's been worse things than that yelled out in this apartment. So that's that's fine. Get your dick out of that cushion for one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't fucking turn that Lassie DVD off. <laughs> Lassie. Oh, remember Lassie comes home. Is Lassie a reference for the young people of today? Do people even know what Lassie is now? Is there a new hipper dog that I should be talking about? I'm reluctant. I don't know where you want to go. You just mentioned You change it to Air (laughs) What about Milo and Otis? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Classic. Classic. Well, one of them's Milo and one of them's Otis. I don't know which one it is. Just the same. I think Milo's the dog. Oh, well, Quirk gave up dogs this week as well then. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. The, the irony. Where do, you, where do you stand on pet ownership? Is can, it, can, I just, oh. can I bring, bring something up? Sure. Please. Weirdly, and then, I, I, this is probably deeply inappropriate, but given some of the things that come deeply. out of Lawrence's mouth, it's probably sweet. I was watching today because of this stuff I'm writing, and this is weirdly back to ve- veganism, etc. Peter Singer, you know this gentleman? I do, yeah. Ethicist. Yeah. <laughs> Someone told me to look up a thing where he's – and it was on Q&A – him talking about being pro, essentially, bestiality and why it m- might be okay and as long as there's not consent, obviously. Well, there would be consent, but not dissent. Well, as long as, yeah, as long as there's no... Um, but it's such an interestingly bizarre thing and he's got a lot of balls talking about that. Not funny. <laughs> not funny. But, no, but uh, I reckon, my comedy's uh, I think, to be realistic... <clears throat> I think there's a lot of lonely people out there with animals, and they're probably uh, there's probably more bestiality going on than you would ever care to think <laughs> mm, about. That's right. I think there's a lot of people being, you know, orally satisfied by their their dog. They're smothering their genitals in something that's good for the dog, and they in Milo and Otis yeah. something that's know. good for the dog. Something that's so at least good the for... dog gets something out of it. Is yeah, what you're saying. The dog's yeah. enjoying. It's a victimless crime. Yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't mean to take well, the podcast potentially, in Yeah, but n- not as viewed by our society. We would say that you're sexually exploiting the dog. You're a pervert and you know, you're probably going to be fined or go to jail. Mm. But I think that Singer is probably looking at the evolution of our mo- mores as, or mores as a society and putting us in a position where 
you know, hundred years ago, homosexuality was probably looked on mm. as gravely as bestiality is now. It's a bold uh, idea that he's having. Half an hour yeah, it's ago, a bold idea. Was looked on very poorly. Oh, no, and now, we are, now, now we're clearly yeah. fine with it, aren't we? We're but the, it. it interests me that you are so in love with animals that not only do you refuse to kill them and eat them, but you raise the topic of of. <laughs> Having sex with them and pleasuring no, them just, by way of just kind of insinuating it into this podcast. <laughs> Making it, us accomplices. Yeah, if you, if you, we love you, Dave. I'm and not if you want in to love share with animals. I'm, and you ask me about pets, that's why. If you want to bone a Doberman, man, I that don't. is fucking. <laughs> don't want to bone a Dobe. <laughs> that is, or a sheep or whatever. I have, no, no. I, hey, uh, look, I, I will stand by you and I'll say, let's test this man's devotion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Does well, he you love animals, truly? one of Singer's pets and we have sex with them, with one of his pets. No, so he doesn't no, own I, pets. I'm, I'm not saying we we do that. I'm just saying if that's your bag, it's not, man, it's not at all. I'm, I'm, just, I'm br- doing a peace sign. <laughs> why? I, he is doing a peace sign. I don't know why. <laughs> the great hippies of the 60s when they were, we used to root <laughs> sausage dogs. Peace, man. <laughs> Very specific, though, Tim. Sausage <laughs> Not dog. just any dog will cut it. Obviously, a few people at this table have thought about this <laughs> as much as I have. <laughs> but I think that sexuality is a shifting sand and we shouldn't kind of like limit ourselves. I was really disturbed. I had a dream once that I was, I was, <laughs> kissing, a, I was kissing a woman and then it turned into a cat and I didn't stop. Mm. And it stuck with me. I reckon that dream was probably 15 years ago and I've always wondered why I didn't stop kissing. <laughs> <laughs> Turn into a cat. Of all the dreams that you've remembered, <laughs> I like two things. So, Carl, lie down on the couch, make yourself comfortable. Is there a dream that sticks out yeah. for you? <laughs> well, fifteen years ago, I uh, I like two things. One, the fact that about eight minutes ago you said comedy clubs, and then I burst in with, um, hey, "What about bestiality?" So, but ignoring that, I had a dream once where I was it was a sexual dream, and I was. For right or wrong, um, can I use the term I'm ejaculating? Ejaculating. I'm doing that with my hand. Yeah. Uh, onto my friend Caroline's back, who is just a friend. She's a female <laughs> friend. And then as I was just a friend, there was nothing serious. I was just ejaculating uh, onto her was back. She, but was she no, no, but as clothed I did that, or naked? She was naked. Yeah. Yeah. She was naked. <laughs> and, but as I started doing that, she turned, sadly, didn't turn into a cat. She turned worse than a cat into my best friend Steve. <laughs> And that's a challenge what, what, for a so man. So then her back suddenly looked like Steve's back? Is yeah, hairy. He's a hairy man. Yeah, it just changed. You're like classic Steve. Last night I had a dream about Nick Cave, just having a chance. <sighs> so when you say turn, was it like a gradual morph into, or was it like you looked away for a second, then you looked back, and suddenly it Was it like thing? Michael Jackson's black or white video? Yeah, it was yeah. just constantly morphing. <laughs> I also want to know about your cat makeout dream. Yes. So. Was it like just a big cat's head, but still a lady's body, or were you just like holding tiny a little, little cat? cat's face with the whiskers and the rough tongue and the fish breath and the oh, weird catness? Huge catters. <laughs> <laughs> kept huge meow meows. Um, uh, I don't know. Like it wasn't that detailed. It was more like you know you go in for the kiss and you pull out and go, oh that's that's, that's a, a cat, cat face. <laughs> that's a yeah, that's a cat's head, and then like oh. not a strange, you know. Just that thing, you know, when you're in dreams and you go, "Hey, there's my uncle over there." Except my uncle's Burt Reynolds, and yeah. in your dream, you're like, yeah. "Of course, that's, mm. yeah, yeah, that's yeah, who yeah. that is." Yeah. Well, that was me. I was like, "There's a girl I'm kissing, and now it's a cat." Time to go back in again because yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I do. Time to go back in. I kiss cats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know how you kiss cats. My recurring well, dream proceed. is I've killed someone. <laughs> <laughs> this is a recurring dream. I've disposed of the body, 
but the cops are on the case again. It's like a cold case, and I know they're coming for me. It's just this subconscious thing, and they're testing my alibi, and the whole thing's falling apart. And it's like, fuck, I can't even remember where I killed them or where I've dumped the body, but I know the cops are coming, and I just wake up, and it's like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. And then... The and worst thing about your, it, your pillow being a being missing because you ate a giant marshmallow. Your wife's dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the, the worst thing about it, they, those waking moments, is I'm not. Thank God, that was just a dream. It's like, have I killed someone? <laughs> yes, <laughs> and disposed of their body and can't remember. And that's and so recurring loss. A horrible, yeah, that's yeah. a recurring. I don't. I don't envy that. It's a stressful mm. dream. Uh, my, you know, amateur dream analysis breaks it down to. I think it's a perfectionist dream, like. You've you haven't done whatever you were meant to do perfectly, and so <laughs> you haven't actually disposed of the body. Yeah. You haven't gotten away with the crime. You know Dexter, that's for sure. Yeah. But sadly, though, that, let's say that's true. That doesn't occur in your brain when you're having that dream. That, oh, this is just about perfection. You're going fuck. I'm going to get caught. Quite often, there's no comfort there. Quite often, like- the the body is um, beneath a house. And something's rising up through the floor. Oh, what a cliche. Oh. <laughs> Under your house? Come on, man. Like, do you want to get caught? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I like it that you've gone, in, you've, you've gone glass half full. Instead of going, I'm dreaming about this, I'm a sick asshole that's got serious problems. Hey, I'm just a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just dreaming about killing people over and over. Some people deserve to die. <laughs> <laughs> So comedy clubs, comedy clubs, <laughs> yeah, that is actually not an an out there segue. Great. You're wanting to kill people, people yeah. deserving to die. Bam! It's a comedy dream. I have killed so many people. There you go. That's what I do. I kill. And those for police, a living. those police are Tommy saying, "How did you do that? Can I can I get in on that? Right. Can I kill people with because you? Because if I solve this case, I'm going to get a promotion, and things are going to look up for me as well. Oh, this feels like a dream. To me. This feels like some sort of David Lynchian <laughs> right dream. It's got lighting. It is a dream. It's got lighting like a David. Carl's Lynch. yeah, kissing a cat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're boning a Doberman. <laughs> You're asking permission. You're asking the internet for permission. It's okay. Just Whatever you want to do is okay with us. Just we a love fit you. old Doberman. <laughs> just well, what I was, what I was going to bring a, up... A male or a female Doberman. Just a, I'm not judging. Not that there's anything wrong. I recall just quickly before we talk about comedy clubs because this... God knows where the hell that's going to go. We're really quickly getting to it. I recall a time when I was a kid riding around on my mountain bike. I was about grade six. So I would have been 12 or so. And what what suburb? It was a, nor- a country town, Br- Poor Punker, up in northeast Victoria. And I just remember this kid. Who's Poor Punker's local rivals? Uh, Rich Punker. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, yeah. Keep that going. No, poor. Poor. What's the opposite of punk? Poor Goth. Disco. Ooh, poor yeah. Gothia. <laughs> my, it is a That's funny word. To be fair, it is a funny word, and I can yeah. see why you got. So caught up on it, you guys. Actually, it is a funny. Every word. podcast has a flat spot, and that was this one's. But I just remember this kid rock, rocked up on his like a Pee Wee fifty on a motorbike. His name was Mitchell. I won't say his surname because, and he Mitchell from Paul Punker on his motorbike. I won't say his surname. I like don't, to keep him anonymous. Don't, don't have to. There was only about sixty people in that town. No, I just realised it's bringing it back to bestiality. And there's no time. Those sixty people too. So. I'm sorry, Mitchell, if you're listening. You might as well have put a fingerprint on the podcast. <laughs> we will Lucky be posting ha- Mitchell's photo on his Pee Wee Fifty. 
I can't say. Oh, I won't say what he did actually because it's. No, go. <laughs> anyway, he rocks up. Yeah. No, but you're on your bike. He's on his motorbike. I'm on, and he's like he's he killed someone. He's rocks up. Full face helmet on. Full face. Yeah, and he's just sitting there, and on his petrol tank is his little, um, little uh, Jack Russell. Yeah, it's a male, and he's just while he's chatting to us, he's just gently sort of massaging the dog's cock. <laughs> I don't know why I brought it back to bestiality again. <laughs> But, but he kept a straight face and looked us in the eye while he just sort of was going. And was the dog happy with what was going on? Hard to say, isn't it? Ask Peter Singer. Well, no, it's <laughs> it's not hard to say at all. It's not hard to say. If the dog wasn't enjoying yeah. it, he'd get off the petrol tank and go away. It's hard to say. Or turn around. <laughs> was, and buy- there, was there discussion about this from you guys? Like, were you? Did you question? Now, you doing? yeah, 2013. Sort of, I'm just. Or did you sort of? Sit Is this there another and, repressed memory? Is this uh, just come out now? The guy wanked his dog. Not it's cool. I want, you, I want to go back to the term massage. Yeah, okay. Fondled. <laughs> yeah, it was a fondling. He was, hang on, he was, yeah. he was doing this while he was on his motorbike? Sitting there. But he rode around. You know how hard it is to change gear, actually, to his credit. Yeah. It's hard to ride around. Yeah. He wasn't just fondling the dog the whole time and, and riding around. Riding around. <laughs> it's dangerous. Was he? Yeah, it's a trick. It's a trick he does. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't, again, I don't know why I'm bringing these things up. I'm just saying... Uh, and yeah, let, me, let me ask you... As your psychologist, how did you feel when you saw that happening? Were you? Well, I felt deeply given. I felt deeply normal. Did you identify yourself with your friend or the dog? Did you? Did you fear for the dog's safety, or did you think that dog must be enjoying that? I'd like that. I'd like Mitchell to fondle my penis. I didn't, Lawrence. No, I didn't think that. It's a I don't bit recall of for life, that. though, isn't it? At the end of the day, we're all just a dog on the handlebars, <laughs> yeah. hoping for someone to fondle us. Yeah, in yeah. Front of his dog friends, on a petrol tank, you know? yeah. sitting on a petrol tank, just waiting for somebody just to fondle us. Yeah, in front and then of, take us home in front of people yeah. and put a bowl of food in front of us. Yeah, seems really sounds really nice. And that is the after. cycle of life. <laughs> yeah. So comedy clubs. Good. good I'm glad you raised that. Um, <laughs> Comedy clubs. Comedy clubs. I run a few comedy nights, weekly comedy nights and stuff like that. So you get a lot of uh, people hitting you up, like mm-hmm. you know, like you've experienced um, lately, um, Lawrence, with your TV show. Yeah, I, I get a lot of people the, hitting, the emails and hitting me up, emails and I've stuff like that. I've got one person hit me up. But let's name your comedy nights that you run. You uh, run Spleen. With co-run comedy nights. Co-run Spleen. Uh, on a Felix night, Bar. Felix Bar on a Wednesday night in St Kilda. And Soft Belly. It's now Five Burrows Comedy on a Thursday Five night. Burrows on a Thursday. Mm, yeah, yeah. And do you still do Soto Voce? No, no, no. They sold oh. up, so that doesn't happen anymore. And also the Kitty Kisses Club on Friday <laughs> nights. Yeah. The Kitty what? The Kitty Kisses Club. Yeah. That's when I, I got, kiss cats. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. It's a little underground club that he runs on Friday nights. Yeah, yeah. You can do everything. You can mm. touch, you know, there's no bounces. You can just... Oh yeah, well that's the thing. So you get hit up constantly by people wanting gigs, and they've they've got a bit of a right to perform at your rooms and stuff like that. And you know, I'm just a comedian wanting a good gig so I can perform at my own room and stuff like that. Yeah. And it just happens that the rooms have ended up being good, and you know, plenty of people in there, and a lot of people from the listen to the show hit me up when they come to Melbourne, want to come and see shows, and uh, you know, I should probably give more details out on the show where they are and stuff like that. But anyway, so many comedians in Melbourne credit you with the development over the last five years of Melbourne comedy for the people being able to try out material for their comedy festival shows and also go to rooms throughout the year and you're spoken of quite fondly behind your back no one ever says it to your face because yeah. you're a disagreeable character yeah yeah but fair enough <laughs> I, I take all of that that's nice, that's nice. but yeah, yeah I think you've done a tremendous job in advancing the, Melbourne comedy well, so well right. done but no, no, I, can, I agree it's more of a thing where everyone else is, was so hopeless at it that it stands out as being a decent job because everyone was hopeless this sounds like there's a big but 
Well, I mean, it's big, though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Are you it. announcing your retirement after all of that? No. You just wanted a few nice things said about you yeah, to send yeah. yourself off. But thank you and good night. I just wanted something good <laughs> so that when I told you my next dream about when I raped a dog, it wouldn't sound as bad. Oh, so, can we just cut yeah. that out? Interesting yeah. choice. Yeah. Um, anyway, hey, um, I got an email this week which... I really enjoyed uh, someone wanting a gig. Um, usually they're just people going, oh, you know, I want a gig. I'm really good. Here's a clip that you're never, ever going to watch. Here's my phone number as if weird, I'm going to ring someone they, up. It's weird that they say that. Yeah. Here's a clip that you're never going to watch. It does, they're not talking themselves up, is no, it? No, not at all. Yeah. Right. So, um, Last anyway, I send you an email. <laughs> I got an email from someone who's... English is clearly not their first language, so I know... Racist! It's a, it's a cheap thing to go listen to what they've written, but it is funny. Here it comes, yeah. Um, what they've done, first of all, which I enjoyed... <laughs> I believe you're going to read out an email with broken English. No, but... And we're just going to... Just if, if you're laugh and mock. If, if the person that wrote this is listening, Lawrence and I had no knowledge of this. No, I also <laughs> want to be included in that pool of no. people who didn't know that this was going to happen. Well, that does. It's, I that's want to not the focus myself. of it. That's not the focus of it. A lot of. I just like a lot of the things that have been done in here. <laughs> Lawrence, you brought Lawrence brought the letter in. Carl, no, why are you picking up chopsticks you. and putting on a rice paddy hat in preparation for reading this email? Hey, I haven't even said the race of the what person. Are you, I haven't said anything. What are you doing to your eyes at the moment? <laughs> None of that's true. Hey, Didn't you? Run, no, so the, now you're putting boot polish on I, as well. I, what is hold this on. To? Even suggesting blacking up is going to have us in the Delta Goodrum camp of retweeting a photo <laughs> yeah. of yeah. Seal. And it was said by Tommy Dasselow, everyone. Uh, I, I, I'm just going to... Uh, no, well, what what he's done... What's, what? What he's done is... <laughs> I liked, for starters, he sent a, he sent a request for a gig um, to the Comedy Explain stuff, but he sent it... To Comedy Explain and then ask for a gig at a different venue. So I've enjoyed that. Mm. Uh, they've given the personal information that, you know, his sex, his hair colour, his eye colour, all these things that, like he's going for a job interview. Like a CV kind of resume. Yeah, like a CV. Yep. He's included um, a copy of his first aid certificate. So yeah. if you. Well, that, if that comes in handy. Okay. First aid certificate or first AIDS <laughs> certificate. Is, do they give them out? Like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. It's the last one you got to watch out for. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Can you catch age from a new material night? Congrats. You... <laughs> Actually, we shouldn't be laughing at people with AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't be laughing at people with first aid certificates because they're here no, to help us. Absolutely. They're here to help people with AIDS. And you should learn CPR. My father died of a heart attack. He could have been saved, but people just watched in amazement. Really? Yeah, he died in a service station. Really? Yeah. And that's it? There's no punchline. Oh. <laughs> now, that sh- would have been great if Diane had walked in just yeah. then on that oh. really tense moment. You're probably hearing that story. You're probably reconsidering putting this guy on, I imagine, uh, you know, in case well, something goes down at a night. Well, he's, in his skill summary, he does have good understanding <sighs> skills in English language. So, um, And most of his jokes about life and care with truth and honesty. <laughs> Sounds pretty nice. I'd yeah, like to see this guy. Make me laugh. He that's has an not ability. Okay, he has an ability to make the audience laugh. That's good. That's, that's good. important. That's, you. you know. Has he got references? Yeah, he's got. He's. Uh, he's also. Um, he drives the audiences like a roller coaster journey with his funny jokes stories. 
There's no comma in there. That's just so like perfect. roller coaster, like ups and downs. Oh yeah, there's downs. Screaming, thrills and spills. I don't want that a tunnely bit where it's dark and everyone's just yeah. screaming, and you just reach down <laughs> yeah. and touch yeah. the passenger beside you. That's exactly the style of performance that I like. I want. Is there a roller coaster that just goes up? Because I don't. I don't like the. Uh, I don't like the idea that. Oh yeah, goes it's cool. You could go on the giant drop and then it breaks and you get stuck up there and they have to get like the yeah, fiber yeah, gate yeah. to come I want and let that. you down. I want, you want a broken that. amusement park okay, ride. So New comics listening, if you're after a yeah. gig, yeah. tell Carl that that's what your comedy is like. <laughs> yeah. The giant drop, but it's broken. What about yeah. that one where they go... A faulty <laughs> rock. Yeah, that's because there's a giant drop in the Tower of Terror. Is that that's there's Tower of Terror? There's one that you sit in and it lifts you up. That's the giant drop. But then there's one that's a roller coaster that goes up. That's Dream World, isn't it? Yeah. I've been on the giant drop and, man, that was just horrific. Yeah. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've done it. I've oh. done it. And it's... Uh, my daughter was seven... And I was concerned about her, but she was going through a mental process, you know, preparing herself. I said, how are you going, Lil? And she said, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. And I was like, all right, she's got a way of coping with this. But my way of coping was talking to her and reassuring her, and now I don't have a coping mechanism. Mm. Are, you a, are you a rides person? Because I've never been a rides person. I, I'm not, not whizzy round and round and round, but I don't mind... You know, a roller coaster or a giant drop. I went on one of those rides in China and uh, it was deeply, I think it must have just been pure adrenaline just pumping me through. I reckon it was the closest I'll come to the feeling of dying. I don't enjoy it at all. I love them. I love all of them. I don't. I'm, a, I'm ridiculous. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I've never been into it. Just And it's a cliche thing, but you just look at the people who run them and go, no. Why? Yeah. I like that's why I liked America so much and when I went to Disney World. That that is rides on another level. Like I love right. a bit of you go into a room and there's a little bit of story before you go on the roller coaster. Mm. Like the Aerosmith ride. It's like you go into this room and it's like you're watching them in the recording studio and they're like Is there an Aerosmith? There's an Aerosmith ride, ride yeah. And then they're like, Oh no, we gotta go to this award show and then out to this room of people they're like Come on, guys, hop in the limo and you can come with us. So then you go out this door and it's like your roller coaster that you're in is a limousine that's like driving through LA to get to see them at the gig. And it is going fucking crazy. There's like loop the loops for some reason in the streets of LA. Is the ride really good at the Aerosmith start? You're just Aerosmith music pumped at you. It's is it really like, good at the start and then it just gets a bit creakier and more embarrassing the, the longer it goes on? Yeah, the, the, the cart that you're in falls apart right at the end. <laughs> Starts so dressing as a woman. It. I love a bit of story. Like it's... Like the more story that you mm. get in a roller coaster, for me, the better because it is. It has to be one of the most unnecessary things. Oh, for sure. To put in, it's so. Because I went to Universal Studios in LA and did all the rides. Yeah. And if you and I just was thinking that I was like, take everything away from the setup of the story, and just you get into it, and it's you in a in a container just being rattled yeah. around. Someone yeah. just grabbed your container yeah. and is shaking it for four minutes. But I love and it. Then I love stops. the idea that someone's stressed over the perfect way to start up the Aerosmith ride. Yeah. Someone had to write dialogue. Someone had to write the script of them in the recording studio that probably got rejected a few times. They had to go through a few drafts. I yeah. love it. Yeah. It's great. Because that's not like that at the Royal Melbourne show, is it? Because <laughs> <laughs> the, the storyline at the Royal Melbourne show is... <laughs> Uh, this rickety ride has been 
carted around the countryside mm, yeah. by a mindless bogan covered in grease who's chain-smoking and doesn't care about you or your daughter's safety. What? And it's lightly drizzling and then off you go. What is, the, what is the backstory for the Mad Mouse? Where, where, where does the Mad Mouse come mouse? from? Yeah. What's made him uh, so mad? Yeah. <laughs> I would like to think that maybe like they could work in something where like He's been like tested on in like a laboratory somewhere. Yeah. So like L'Oreal have tested some skin creams on him, and yeah. it's given him like oh, powers, good. and it's like really warped his mind. Because what is it? There's a lot of like going up and like looping around. A lot of harsh corners, and then you head harsh corners, harsh yeah. corners. Yeah. So heading into the corner and then mm. quickly diverting. So he should be like he's in a maze mm. at L'Oreal. It's just... an escape. He's in the air vents trying yeah. to get out. So they've squirted some. Like cream in his eyes to see whether it's going to irritate. <laughs> and every sharp turn is like like a bit of rat sack. It's trying to avoid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Would you do you oh. do you refuse to go on the Mad Mouse given your ethical disagreements I with do. it? Yeah. Would you prefer they call it something else? Oh, I don't. Yeah. I actually mad tofu? don't like. Is that a thing? About would you go on the Mad the, Tofu? The, the idea of mice <laughs> being exploited in that way. I I'm dead against that. The mad mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> or what, what do if, you eat as a vegan then? What, what, what if is... it was the what if it was um, a happier outcome? So not the mad mouse, but the protected road. What about the what, what about the what about the wild rice? Would you go on that ride? Oh yeah, <laughs> the wild rice. Yeah, like those ads on the moment um, on at the moment for that bakery, and it's like the loaves of bread, the giant loaves oh, yeah. of bread running through the field. Well, the so crazy like broccolini a giant or something loaf like of that. Bread. Yeah, yeah, I'd go on that. Yeah. Even if it is crazy, I'd still go on it. You know. I have to say, that's have you seen that ad? That ad where yeah, the bread. I love yeah. that ad. It's it's one of those ads that it's weird, but it depresses okay. me that I don't live in that world. Like yeah. it makes me sad that that's not a real thing. But if bread turns on you, they just look cute. It's just they just look really cute. Yeah, but it just all gets wrong. Around. But the, okay, the they should do if, the sequel if, where it's them bread, being led off to the slaughterhouse. Yeah, if bread's up. living, yeah. Then it's suggested that bread has sex with other bread. <laughs> I so think I dream about you've that. got a, <laughs> a bread cock and a bread vagina, and then you know, bread gets bored and starts drinking, and there's this like a really pissed loaf coming out of the some rye. It's not yeah. racial, and uh, it's a light. It's a light rye. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking of a croissant humping a cushion, yeah. and there's some more raisin toast on the corner, just like. Yeah, what are you looking wow. at? I just want to mention other ads and see what backstory <laughs> but built into I'll them. I tell you what, if you start with some kind of Arcadian dream and pastoral, you know, utopia, it always ends up there's a ghetto and shit's going down. There'll be a the, croissant. What about the roof seal? What's your backstory for him? Well, the roof seal. He's happy in his overalls and, you know, <laughs> he's got a ball on his nose. But he's, a, he's a peeping Tom. He's fixing the guttering. Yeah. He's looking through the windows. Then he goes back home and there's a lot of seals. Well, he lives with seal. Yeah. Uh, from the voice. Mm. <laughs> it's got a lot of good stories. Are they, well what are paid. they, like roommates or are they in some, is it a relationship? No, they've got this house and it's like the chairs are really shit house. Every time there's a good song on it, it they turn around. It's like, I can't cope with this. I'm going back to dream world. <laughs> That's what Seal the Singer's saying, or yeah. <laughs> he's going to be on the he's a Celebrity Big Brother. Yeah, yeah. He's on the next season of that. Oh. God, they must be planning that, mustn't they? A Voice Big Brother crossover. Well, Surely. Really? Is that, is that you? Like with good. your own show? With your own show? That's now, a good idea. They must be. Someone must have said that in at Channel Nine. Yeah. Surely. Why not? The, the, all the singers that? go into a house together, and you've got to sing to stay in. 
Even though you've been all at, day, or the you you're trapped in there, and the only way you can get out, you've got to hit some high note that's going to break the glass and let you out. That's, that's a good. challenge one week. Oh, a Friday night karaoke night where they you know get them all charged up mm. on a bit of goon, <laughs> bang karaoke machine. Yeah. Now that you're at a, now that you're hosting your own show, not you've been at a certain level for a, for a, a long time in your career of, of fame wise. You technically qualify, surely, now that you host your own show, for a celebrity, yeah, you know, like a celebrity splash, a celebrity oh, yeah. dog school. Is that how it works? Celebrity well, celebrity, one of the people on Celebrity Apprentice is Layla, who was just in the Big Brother house last year. Oh, really? And right. to the best of my knowledge, has done nothing since. Right. But Some of them have done radio and stuff, but, you know. But if you look at, you know, Celebrity MasterChef and Celebrity Splash and Celebrity, I don't know, whatever. Apprentice. Yeah. Apprentice. Do you... Do you see me on one of those shows? I, I don't quite fit the celebrity criteria. I've, I have, sure, a certain amount of notoriety or fame, but I'm not quite into the celebrity world. Right. What do you have to do to get into that world now? I, I reckon you probably... Show? One more show? Definitely commercial network. Right. ABC2 yeah. doesn't quite reach the celebrity world. I ABC1, have... to a certain extent, but there's, you know, there's obviously a... Uh, Class that keeps those people out of the celebrity world. Yeah, right. Um, a dignity, you might yeah. call it. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the celebrity world, and it's a very commercialized kind of a thing. Yeah, you know that you you kind of yeah, it's a it's a more commercial world from the world of commercial radio and commercial TV. Maybe if they had an TV. ABC Two celebrity. <laughs> That'd be sure. <laughs> just. Who's going to be on that? Please yeah. Dress down, everyone. Did we get to? to did we get to the end of the um of the of the correspondence from the uh, the gentleman wanting a gig? Oh, look, or I, did we I, get the? Yeah, I didn't like the way it was going. From I didn't the think idiot? I, was I didn't like the way it was well. going. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I liked the way it was going for yeah, that reason. Yeah, no, well, the, I'll, getting I'll some say, dirt on you, and we didn't even have to hit up Diane for yeah, it. Yeah. So, are you going to read the thing out? I there was one one thing I enjoyed just just the the whole way of oh, we'll we'll nearly finish here because this will be the best bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what I do like is he sent it a couple of times to me at different for the different rooms, right? And he sent me. Uh, like an application to do, perform. Do you and think it's going to do his self-esteem a lot of good listening to his application being mocked? I, I don't think I've said his name. <laughs> on a podcast? I I, from personal experience, I can say it really sucks. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so no, that's a good point, Carl's there. Uh, he hasn't... He ha- we have, Carl hasn't Sorry, said his Tommy. name, and I'm sure if he's listening, he'll have forgotten about what he's written here. He'll yeah. be like, that sounds familiar to me, what, he's, what no. I'm listening to on the Little Dum Dum Club. I'd be excited if he was listening to this. Well, do, do you reckon he'd be more... Or less hurt than the open mic? Are you just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> vilified yeah. earlier in the show? Um, <laughs> now, what he did, this guy did. He also put. He's got his CV and what he's done in the past, and he's put in here. Oh, I headlined Felix Bar Comedy. Well, no, you haven't. And you're sending it to Felix Bar Comedy, where I, I reckon I'd. Oh, I reckon, I reckon he's lied I'd about his that. experience. Everyone's done that. Yeah. But you don't lie about it to the person he, that holds the experience. He wasn't a customs officer for six years, was he? That guy? <laughs> I'm predicting bright things for this young man. 
He's onto something. Yeah. He's uh, onto something. I, to be honest, after reading the CV and the way that it's written, I'm like, I, I am very keen to see this guy perform. Just yeah. come to the night and well, read your CV. Oh, yeah, just go to Felix Bar next time he's headlining. I spoke to, to someone else. I spoke to someone else because it says he's headlined this other club. And I spoke to the person who runs that club and said, has he headlined your gig? And he said, no, what he's, ta- what, what he's saying is his headline of that gig was, they gave out free DVDs at the end. And he got up on stage to accept a free DVD. That's a kind of... And then, and then that was right. the end of the night and walked out. And he said, I headlined that gig. Great. Yeah. I love it. That's interesting. Yeah, I really great. love it. He, he, he owns a Cole Elliott DVD now. Mm-hmm. And because of that, he headlined a gig. Great. So I love it. If, just... if he walked in right now, he could headline this podcast right so now. So it's a man. Let's say. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so it's, uh, uh, We okay. can narrow it down. We'll narrow reckon... it down. Is it Adam Rosenbachs? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. It's not someone I've ever heard of. Is it Steel Saunders? <laughs> no, no. That's funny. If he was, if those guys were sending me their CVs, that would be quite good. Yeah, that mm. would be great. Yeah. Maybe any time he gets any kinds of gifts, he's just for, wherever he's grown up, whatever culture he's grown, it's, it's called headlining. Like at Christmas time, you're yeah. headlining, and he's like, I headlined this. This thing when yeah. I got the DVD. I headlined family maybe dinner. Maybe yeah. it's just lost in translation. I headlined my twenty first birthday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I headlined in the toilet just before. <laughs> <laughs> headlined, mainlined. All right, whatever. guys, that brings us to the end of the little dump oh. club for another week. David Quirk, you got things coming up. No, that was good like banter. Look, should we start? Or oh. sure. Do you want to start on your, your eating preferences? How about we start Keep there? going. No, thank you for having me. What are you going to have anything for dinner tonight? Anything coming up that you would like to play? I ate a v- meal in the city there. Mm-hmm. Is there anything in this room you'd you like to eat? Did you go down to the, the Hari Krishnas? I did, eat, I did eat Hari Krishnas. Yeah. Cross <laughs> keys for three bucks. Crossways. I did. Crossways. Three bucks. I do do that. Oh, man. I want to point out, I hate me being vegan. I'm sick of it. I don't even want to do it. It's all politics. It's politics. Are you sick of being vegan? You've been vegan for a week, haven't you? I'm going to be like, don't oh, get chocolate. Yeah, I love chocolate. Man. That'd do me. You're just yeah. on a sugar ban. You're not a vegan. You just no, no. That, that was the last your... thing that makes me vegan. Can you call yourself something after a week? I think so. I did yeah. it that afternoon. I went vegan just later. I was, sna- I was like, okay, I'm oh, vegan right. now. <laughs> I will not buy chocolate from here on out. Right, I'm vegan right now, and now I'm back. You are. Yeah, yeah I'm back now. There you go. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's how easy it is. I've been vegan since. It's been an, an hour now. Animal it? product I ate. Yeah. It's like. I've been vegan for a few hours now. Yeah. Since about one o'clock. I've been vegan since that beefo. That I ate on Chapel Street. Mm. Fur, I think it's pronounced. Sorry, Lawrence edit Mooney, that out. Uh, edit that out, Lawson. Dirty Laundry You're Live right. on ABC2 Thursday nights at 9.30pm. Yes, Tommy. Uh, and, you know, it'll we'll rock it for a 16 episodes and then second season. We'll get you a job. As long as you <laughs> we'll make us the golden three episodes of the Second season, mate. We'll I'm be after. giving you a call. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> You've, so been, you've been mocked tonight, I owe you. I've, I've tell you, I've headlined Spicks and Specs, yeah, I've yeah. headlined Good News Week, <laughs> That's I've headlined Crime Stoppers, I've done them all, mate. Once you get to Celebrity Dirty Laundry, definitely, we can <laughs> we can go on that. Celebrity Dirty it's kind of about Celebrities yeah. Dirty Laundry. <laughs> uh, what have we got coming up? We got anything specific to plug? T-shirts, we are running out of them. We're, I'm really trying hard to get our, our website looking oh, yeah. proper yeah. Um, so I think in the next week or so that'll be up and running very well and you'll be able to get all the old episodes and they've got pictures involved in everything yeah um, is your website pink writing on a blue background because that's, that's one old step school step away yeah pretty much right. a little gif it's, of a plane it's, flying it's whatever GeoCity said we could have <laughs> yeah. in the budget I don't yeah. think we could afford pink so yeah. I think we've got something I think else. it's geocities.com slash silicon boulevard <laughs> and it's just all photos <laughs> yeah yeah 
Yeah, it's just an epileptic nightmare. Yeah, sweet MIDI music playing in the background. That's you're gonna love that. Yeah, we got green sleeves. And congratulations, you're the millionth. Yeah, one of those flashing signs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Websites don't have that anymore. A counter of how many people have been on there. You don't really see that anymore. No, no one's proud. But I did find your website. I went to ask Jeeves and bang straight through there. Jeeves, friend of the show. Guys, thanks very much for joining us. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. See, see you, mates. mates.